Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports Professor Riccaro, and you are keeping score. The big show this week and big issues this week and deal-making three to one. Let's get right to it. Number three, Los Angeles Times answers a question that's been bugging us for years, which specifically is, where do football teams store the giant American flags that cover the entire field during the national anthem? Well, Sam Farmer did some digging around, and here's what he found. Some teams, the L.A. Rams among them, rent their flags for special occasions. Others, such as the Vikings, own their flag and assemble it about four times per season. And it comes in six huge sections held together by hidden Velcro seams, pretty large seams, and the Vikings flag stored in six separate carts, similar to large laundry bins. The field-sized flag weighs about 1,100 pounds and costs about 42 grand to buy and 6,000 to rent, according to a company that manufactures them. In NFL Films, in a feature on the 300-foot flags, notice that each stripe is 11 feet wide and each star is 7 feet tall. And teams use about 150 volunteers to properly display the flag before games. So keep that in mind as you see the giant flags unfurl in sporting events all across the globe. That's number three. Number two, Adweek talks about television as it begins with a shiny slate of fall debuts, most of them destined to fail. But here is something obvious. 19 of the 20 highest rated broadcasts in TV history have been Super Bowls. And more than a billion people reportedly tuned in for the 2018 World Cup final. Other stats more surprising. At peak, 93 of the top 100 rated shows in a single season were sports programming. And through week five of the NFL season, over 142 million people tuned into an NFL game, each game averaging about 16.7 million viewers across TV and digital, a 6% increase over last year, streaming up 51% in all of the 20 top 20 rated highest TV programs this season in the U.S., NFL games. That's number two. Number one, of course it's number one. Single tweet between Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey escalated into a geopolitical crisis pitting the NBA's progressive brand against the influence of Chinese money. CNN Business says all of the NBA's official Chinese partners now have suspended ties with the league in the wake of Morey's provocative and soon-deleted tweet about Hong Kong freedom. And months after paying billions of dollars to extend its streaming deal with the NBA, Tencent Holdings has suspended all reports, streaming of the Houston Rockets, and notably, nearly 500 million people in China watched the NBA and Tencent last season. The New York Times further quoted a source who said that China's punitive response could cost the Rockets about $25 million this season. Yahoo Sports last week reported that at least five unnamed teams fear that the $116 million salary cap projected for 2020 and 2021 could drop by as much as 10 to 15 percent. Obviously, the NBA's significant business interests in China, and at the same time, position itself as the most progressive of American media sports and mega sports by supporting social activism. Will those values be upheld now that the league's bottom line is at risk? Stay tuned. That's number one. 
big issues this week, and a big star for our interview from a business perspective as well. Lexi Thompson, arguably the greatest female golfer in the world today, was on hand for the announcement of a new event called the GameBridge LPGA at Boca Rio Golf Club, ironically around Super Bowl time. It's the week before the Super Bowl, 54 in South Florida. It'll be the part of part of many significant events, a field opening, a philanthropic conference, the Miami Dolphins involved in the 50 years of the sports business tribute, Group 1001 in Gamebridge underwriting the event and becoming part of a Florida swing and certainly generating the beginning of the golf season in Florida uh, that ends with the Honda Classic a month later. So a lot of synergies, but the more important issue today is Lexi Thompson gives us her perspective on golf on growth of the business, on her personal growth, and what it's like for the future of women's sports as well. Here's Lexi Thompson. Sports professor Riccardo, Beyond the Scoreboard, we're here with an international icon, capital I, capital I. Gave me a little grief earlier for calling you an icon, but you are an icon. You've won... How many? 350 tournaments before you were age of 25? Many. <laughs> 350. Many. Many tournaments before you were age of 25. Youngest winner, most significant, number one in point standings right now. You got it all. Um, how, um, how hard is it? Well, first of all, your training regimen. I mean, you are very serious about maintaining the brand you've built both on and off the course. Talk about it. Yeah, I, I definitely am. I'm, I'm very into fitness. It's become yeah. an outlet for me. So I love working out every day, and I've kind of realized the importance of it just over the years, getting through the seven, eight hours of warm-up and the rounds that we have on the golf course. So it is very important to me. But just I love going out and practicing and just improving on any way I can on my game, but on myself as a person in general, too. Well, and on yourself as a person, I understand that's important. The business side is also important. You've got a crack agent who we know very well, which kind of helps things in life. But you're basically the CEO of a corporation, and you have to be very careful about building your brand and allocating your time. What's your mindset of business versus personal versus on course, that whole dynamic? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's very important, first off, when turning professional, the image that you want to perceive to yeah. people, to fans that you want to give out. and. I think that's what was great with my management team and myself. We talked about that before we went into any sponsorship deals. And, um, you know, I just wanted to be a role model for people that, you know, watch the game. And just I wanted to give back to fans, the sponsors, and just to show the importance that I'm just following my dream and do something I love. So that's what I just really wanted to show everybody. And, you know, I've been very grateful that I've had the sponsors that I've had since I turned professional. As you're stopped on the street anywhere in the globe, um, what's the hardest thing for you to do? Is it time management? Is it being on your game all the time? Um, I think the hardest thing about just being professional is is time management and just finding that downtime. Um, you know, I don't play as much as a lot of the players do out there, so I make sure to take some time off, but really just putting the clubs away for a bit because sometimes relaxing and getting that downtime is even more important than practice sometimes because you will get burnt out, so you just have to make sure you put the clubs away and make sure you enjoy life a little bit because golf is just what we do it's not who we are and we have to realize that well put uh, how, how do you how does a type a put her golf clubs away and not touch them do, do you make do, do you make uh, the agent hide them so you can't find them what, oh, what happens honestly i make my parents take them seriously yeah they pick me up from the airport i'm like you guys can take my clubs so i don't even for how long them. um well if i'm home for like two weeks yeah. like this past um little break i didn't touch a club for the first week yeah so i was like just take them i'll let you know when i want them back do you get a sense of what happens 
when um, you know you're going to play for another 20, 20 years, twenty five. What's let, let me put it this way because I know you don't like guarantee questions. We tried that one before. <laughs> what is what does the life of Lexi Thompson look like twenty twenty five years from now? Uh, well, 20, 25 years. That's so a I'm long 20, time. That's twice as old as she is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh that's God. not good. That's not All like right. a five-year goal. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. You know, I think um, I have my own goals. I've always wanted to be in the Hall of Fame, which yeah. is very difficult out in the LPGA Tour. Yeah, um, but you'll get golf there. in general. But um, I'm taking it just one step at a time. I'm still just trying to improve on myself and right. my game. I want to obviously keep on winning. But, you know, 20, 25 years, I want to you know settle down have a family and yeah. everything and live a life long time but, yeah. <laughs> but corporate spokesman you watching Serena you watching Shaq you watching some of these people that transcend their sports and are known for their image as well as what they do on the court or on mm-hmm. the course yeah I mean that's very inspirational what they've done on and off the course or court for that matter um, just the way they've given back and just the athlete that they've become and just the way they give back to their fans and just the name that they've made for themselves it's truly remarkable and inspirational to me so but like I said I'm just taking one tournament at a time and I'm trying to win and just do my best for myself pretty easy to do whatever advice she's giving herself she's done it the first 25 years man (laughs) Lexi Thompson thank you very much really appreciate it okay see you we'll be hearing more from Lexi Thompson in the future she is an incredible entrepreneur a great spirit Her manager, Bobby Chrysler, has put her in positions to succeed and will be seeing as she continues to survive and thrive in her career what she means to golf and vice versa. Up at the top, tech issues this week and rugby breaks in a 360 degree social media uh, service for the World Cup, a variety of content with international games broadcast services. 360-degree videos, quick video clips, stats and facts, hero worship content, they call it, and more. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter delivers. The 360-degree video captured using GoPro and the 360-degree cameras. No need for someone to manually stitch together the video streams, making the process easier and faster. Top clips this year, the New Zealand Hakka and 360-degree and Wales hero worship piece, pretty good. Additionally, Japan, the Rugby World Cup host country, a huge upset against Samoa, which is its own record in TV viewership at this year's Cup. And by combining older media platforms such as TV with 360-degree video online, the Rugby World Cup has been on the cutting edge of advancing sports broadcasting. And another example of full media coverage, the PGA Tour, every shot hit by players live on its player championship broadcast in 2020. And Golf Digest says the PGA 2020 players set for March 12 through 15 will start it. NBC Sports Gold or Amazon Prime will carry it. And golf is getting full techie and allowing for fans to have more consistent contact, content and contact, better analytics and live feeds from the course to personalize what they see from the green. A power move for the PGA, which will certainly bring benefits and bear fruits. And that's your Sports Tech Minute. Finally, the Power of Sports Minute. 
Sacramento Kings rewarding fans with crypto tokens that contribute toward charity. Coindesk says the Sacramento Kings are the first U.S. pro sports team to develop a crypto token for fans' rewards. And King Token will pair a predictive gaming platform the team has developed in anticipation of the legalization of sports betting in California. Last year, the Kings became the first pro sports team to mine cryptocurrency, setting up a program called Mining for Gold, but donates the funds to charity. And now they're even donating to loyal cryptocurrency from fans to fans. And Kings tokens will exist within a token wallet added to the team's Golden One Center app. The initiative getting fans involved with current tech advancements in cryptocurrency while also helping the Mining for Gold program, which donates funds for charity. A good double use. Back to rugby. The newest league is for those with learning disabilities. The BBC says Craig Thomas and his brother Oliver wanted to create a game for people with disabilities. Like Oliver, who works with Down, who lives with Down syndrome, Craig works as a disability development manager with the Warrington Walls Foundation, where the idea of learning disability rugby league originated. A 12-team program was fielded this year with about 160 players taking part. Already plans to expand the number of teams in an effort to reach more people in more city. And also hopes for players to become more involved in the clubs they represent with this program. The non-contact league plans for even more accessibility sessions for those who may struggle to play rugby and also wants to add a program for dementia patients. Really good example of power and charity through sport. That's our show for this week. We'd like to thank Lexi Thompson. We'd like to thank the Reuters guys for putting this together, along with Tanner Simpkins and Reed Weber and others from my group of folks. And let's join us and join you next week when we continue to keep score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital. I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.